This podcast is part of the Faking Fandom Media Network. Head to fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more hilarious shows about geek culture topics. Your strength has returned, but the weakness still remains. And that is why you will always lose. Did you truly think that you could defeat Faking Star Wars Radio? That's right, it's a magnificent episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. And I am your host, Storm Duper, recently unearthed from the horrible ground on an unknown planet by my own force powers. It's amazing. And with me today to discuss this incredibly dynamic, dramatic, sensational series produced for you, the fans, by Lucasfilm, Obi-Wan Kenobi, is Teeb. Teeb, this is our last episode of Kenoboys. I'm so glad to have you with me to discuss this show. Aren't you so glad I can see your grinning ear to ear? I have, you know, the, uh, yeah, the anticipation of this final episode has been uh, built up for, I don't know, 47 years, 48 years. Uh, you know, I knew about this before I was even born. Essentially, I was waiting for this episode to happen because this episode needed to happen. I really needed to know all the little weird, you know, side quests and things that happened before A New Hope. That was very important to me. And now I know. It was all garbage. There is no more mystery, Teeb. You know exactly how everything happened to Luke and Leia as they were pre-adolescents. Yes. Essentially, I even you know feel like I have been carrying around their phonics books with them. I mean, it's it's that ridiculous. It's like I know everything about these characters at this point. I don't. I know everything. How does Luke go to school on Tatooine? I mean, he's hundreds of miles away from any education zone. Uh, I'm surprised that uh, child service, <laughs> child protective services of Tatooine has never shown up and been like, Uncle Owen, Emperor, you need to get your stuff in order. We're going <laughs> to confiscate this boy and uh, take him into the city. Uh, you know, put him to work for the Empire. He looks a little slow. Can we say that? Is that is that bad? Can we say that? But he looks like he he doesn't get like a really sophisticated education. And meanwhile, you got Leia, who's like you know a walking uh, you know every man. She can do anything known to man just easily. She's uh, already a natural leader, leading around everybody that's around her, and she has all the tech skills. But she doesn't understand when her droid's been hacked. So that's you know her that's one weakness. Let's uh, dispel any rumors about Leia being a Mary Sue, right? I mean, she can do everything in this show because of her own skills. She's a diplomat. She's a mind reader. She's an electrician. Um, what else is she? Is she union? She? Is she union, though? She's I mean, union I don't know. She's a electrician, exactly. Um, she has a great sartorial sensibility. Her fashion sense is just absolutely incredible. Um, she, oh, she, she's athletic. She can she can yeah. run away from bad guys ten times her size. Um, so yeah, she can do anything. Luke, on the other hand, is a whiny little bitch who falls down a hill and knocks himself unconscious. So and he can like polish dirty like evaporator coils or something. I don't know whatever those things were. I mean, that's all we've seen him do at this point. And I'm sleep. just gonna say, I mean, if you had <laughs> if you have listened to any of the trolls on Twitter about how Disney is redefining uh, Star Wars Kenobi from a feminist perspective um those rumors and those uh theories are obviously don't hold any water if you look at the narrative and what they did with these two characters am i right Tabe? 
Yeah, absolutely. 100%. The force is female. It is now uh, completely confirmed. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, I mean, the I first am kind of glad. Uh, trans. He... The force is trans. Force, it changes. It's very trans. It's fluid. It's, it's been just a rainbow of delight this episode. So colorful in so many ways uh, to celebrate, uh, you know, the the reinstitution of Kenobi and the basic redefinition of, of anything that happened before A New Hope with Luke and Leia. Because uh, this this show uh, is basically um, as much as Star Wars as as any TV show is on TV. I mean, you could turn on anything. You could turn on a Survivor or Dual Survivor or whatever it is or uh, Selling Sunset, and you could find just as many things that are Star Wars about that as this show. Okay, what is Selling Sunset? Okay, so there's a bunch of women uh, that are very attractive uh, that have like $40,000 gazungas and beautiful makeup, and they sell these like $10 million homes. Uh, it's like a real estate show in uh, Hollywood, you know, the Sunset Strip there. So it's like Hose with Hotels? Kind of, I guess. Yeah, they, they get together and they talk about, um, you know, their boyfriends and, and why their boyfriends suck and uh, how much they're going to make off of these sales and complain about, you know, each other in a kind of catty, superficial way. So hmm. I check that one out. I add that to my list. It's it's basically it's basically what you saw in in this show I think for the most part uh, with people complaining about um, you know uh, Riva complaining about all the people uh, that are you know in her way and um, just just all the the incredibly dramatic emotion that it was experienced through her character. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, well let's get into it, Teeb. Um, I am sad that this is the final episode of Kino Boys. Um, unless, of course, there is a second season, which there may be. We don't know that. But give us your sexy, super sarcastic synopsis. Uh, hello there. Of episode sexy, six. sexy, super. What was it? What was it? That was a lot of S's there. Yeah. Your sexy, super sarcastic, sardonic summary. So uh. uncivilized. All right. So basically, again, you have the space balls are pursuing, um, you know, a, a, a cruiser that has lost its hyperdrive. And I say the space balls again because they have one Star Destroyer, an Imperial Star Destroyer that can't seem to hit the broadside of, you know, a, a barn. And everybody on the cruiser is just kind of chill to the fact that, you know, they're being pursued like you know 50 feet away by a giant imperial star destroyer and again ben says i'll surrender myself because that's kind of what he does the entire show just i'll surrender i'll go and (laughs) and darth vader will want to fight me again because he's got a big heart on for me for some reason and so then they manage to get away because again the, the empire doesn't have any auxiliary ships at all they just have this one imperial star destroyer and they have everything you know on it they don't have any other pursuit ships that they could possibly launch from, you know, their 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 massive ship. No TIE then, fighters, even. No TIE fighters. We, we already talked about that. You know, the gas prices are really high. The twin ion engines, they take a lot of gas to run. So, you know, they, they got to do what they got to do. You Not know? to mention, gotta... because of governmental social distancing mandates by the Empire, you know, you can't fit two people in the TIE fighters. So they have to take special tests to make sure they're not infected before they can go out and even attack anyone. I'm pretty sure that's why they didn't have any access to those. Oh, but they have those really cool masks. I mean, that was when I was a kid, that was the coolest toy you could get, by the way, was the, was the TIE fighter pilot. Like, uh-huh. if you had the TIE fighter pilot, it, everybody wanted to come over and play at your house. It didn't matter what kind of a, an asshole you were as a person. As long as you had the TIE fighter action figure, TIE fighter pilot action figure, you were cool. Like everybody wanted to play with you. 
but yeah, no. So that happens, and then Obi Wan like goes to some planet that is obviously pretty close to Tatooine. So he goes to some planet, and he's like uh, waiting for Vader, and like Vader shows up, and they Wait, have. Wait, was like, that planet? Was it called like Fennel? The planet Fennel, or like something like that? Fennel? I don't know. It was something like that. The planet Tennis. It was like Fennel tennis? or Tennis or so. Yeah, some stupid <laughs> name. I don't know. The clone, the. <laughs> The planet, the planet Batmitten? Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, they're running out of syllables here, you know? They need to start uh, appropriating uh, names of real places again. And, and It's merchandising, baby. They got every new planet they create, they have a whole new thing that they can sell at the galaxy's edge. And, you know, how much whoopee whoopee is it going to cost? Everybody wants to know. They want to put a poster of it on their wall, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. So now you have the the pursuit is basically over the rebels or whatever the hell they are by uh, Roken, which is kind of a cool name because his name is basically broken without the B. So you got like Roken is the leader of this, like uh, of the underground railroad for Jedi and they they've get been away waiting for months to do nothing. They've been knitting. Uh, you know, they've, been, they've been crocheting lightsaber holders uh, on this planet Jabim uh, for months and months. No other plans, no other uh, preparatory exercises. Um, and then finally they just all, they're like, hey, let's all go on the same ship so it's easier to kill us all at once. Right. And meanwhile, Reva is like playing, uh, you know, creepy stalker chick and she heads to Tatooine because she now has the information that Luke is there. So she heads to Tatooine to do something to Luke. I don't know. Maybe she just wants to give him like a little like a little noogie on his little, you know, special head. Uh, a little noogie. <laughs> Maybe so, she's going to give him like a competing shuttle, you know. Obi-Wan gives him that little toy shuttle. She's got like another one from the dark side so he has like, he <laughs> fight with great. him, you know. Yeah. There need yeah, no, there needs to be parity, right? Like, you know, you you get the 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 light and the dark. You got to make sure Luke has uh, access to both toys. It's like Luke, anyway. where did you get where did you get that black shuttle? Oh, this this creepy black witch lady came and uh, and said she was my friend and 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 she gave me this and and I love her. Luke, you're a dipshit. Little cuddle bear. <laughs> Luke, you're a very disturbed little boy. Okay, so so that's a pretty good summary. I mean, you left out a few salient details. There are oh, that's, uh, I there was do. a surprise, you know, and in this episode at the very end, which nobody saw coming at all. Um, and like you know, and unlike Ugh. that episode, Teeb, we have no surprises in store for our fans today. No, our fans don't deserve surprises. Nothing They're, new, you know. nothing exciting, yeah. nothing unexpected. Nah whatsoever um all the noises you hear in the background that's just my air conditioner here um in in dagobah uh it's very hot out you don't hear anything else that's all of this going on so well i heard that you actually had a rolling brownout because you're not able to you know keep your city's power on well the electrical grid in dagobah went down again uh there were there were too many too many yoda species uh, pumping their air conditioner to the max while also using their um laundry uh machines and so the whole grid went down so you have to conserve your energy people you have to suffer you have to suffer just like darth vader wanted obi-wan to suffer every day you live without air conditioning that's a day you are basically living under the you know, the, the Disney umbrella of suffering. Mm, swamp crotch I have, yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but we do have a surprise, you know, uh, actually there is somebody in the studio I'd like you to be introduced to, T. Uh, this is uh, Zekin. Zekin, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. Uh, I'm Zekin LeBou, and uh, how about you? <laughs> it is Zekin LeBou here in the how studio. <laughs> Zekin, how did you get in the studio today? Uh, I came into the window, man. 
You just left that shit open too long. Just like just like one of the uh, those um, assassin robots in Attack of the Clones, he uh, cut a perforation in my window in the studio, and here he is. Um, he doesn't have any affiliation with IG sixty nine, does he? No, they are totally unaffiliated. He doesn't he doesn't even know about IG sixty nine and his barbecue sauce. All right. So Zekin, tell us about uh, this show. What do you know about Obi Wan Kenobi? I only know about Obi-Wan Kenobi from prior films. So you have never seen anything. You have no idea what we're talking about. Is that correct? No, I have not seen a single episode. All I have seen are the trailers for this. Okay, so we thought it might be fun to get a total noob into the studio who has never heard or thought anything about uh, this show and to see how they would react to some news news or quizzes. So, uh, T, if I'm not mistaken, you've prepared a little something here, an online quiz or something for uh, good old Zekin. I have, as a matter of fact. Yes, I, uh, I spent basically 16 hours working on this. I lost sleep. I was going to get up early to watch the episode, but instead I worked on this for you, for our special fans. Wow. I didn't know you slept, Steve. Uh, Teeb. I thought that they just kind of, uh, you know, poured you into a back-to-tank and turned off your switch, and then you just, you know, went into a state of hyper-suspended animation. Well, I thought, I, had, I I thought don't, you had to have I, a soul and a heart to be able to sleep. <laughs> That's true. I do lack both of those things. So I, 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 I call it sleep because if I tried to describe what it actually is, it's like a meditative kind of process where I actually, I don't want to get into it. it. It's Tibetan and, you know, yeah. But let me just get to this list here. All right. So Zekin Labu, I got a couple of questions for you. All right. All right. This, this is a list I have here. If you're familiar with our uh, Duel of the Fakes, it's going to be something like that. I'm going to tell you something that happened on the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, and you're going to tell me if you think it's real or fake. And consider that this is faking Star Wars. I mean that actually. Real is real and fake is fake. There's no double you know, negative or anything like that. I don't want to confuse everybody. There's no so. dual double-bladed <laughs> lightsaber action going on here. We are straight up OG original in uh, this game. Yes. So this is going to be over the entire series, but I'm going to be focusing mostly on things that happen in the, in the finale, just to make it exciting here. All right, so first thing. Is this true or false, real or fake? Jar Jar Binks repairs a broken R2-D2. I'm going to say it's false. All right. And are we doing the scoring as we go along consecutively or at the very end? Does he find out that he's a total hose beast loser? Let's do it exciting like that, right? Let's let's let uh I'll just put down if you got it right or wrong and then I'll give you your your final at the end and then I'll tell you what you got right or wrong. Would they ever even bring Jar Jar Binks back into the fold? Oh, we are really dealing with a noob here who doesn't realize that he already has his own trilogy series uh, that's been produced. The most hated character in the history of this entire entertainment endeavor. They they gave him his own trilogy. I really? thought you were gonna say entertainment tumor for a second there. Mm. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe he's uh, maybe he made an appearance in uh, the old uh, Kenobi's, and maybe we're talking about his spinoff. Wait, but wait, Teve, I just before you get to the next question, do can is this hard enough that I can play too, or do I have to just stand here idly by, biting my tongue and holding in uh, my my nerddom? You can certainly weigh in with humorous quip oh quippiness okay i'll play the quipper some All right. quips so your first question was a softball i hope they get harder than that that's what she said <laughs> all right so 
Leia has a droid that she keeps in an old holster. In an old holster. False. All right. Any reason that you think that one's false? So when you say false, you mean real or fake? Sorry, fake. Fake, thank you. Thank you for clarifying. We like clarification on faking Star Wars. I think it's it's fake. Okay, so, so maybe the droid is just small. It's fine. But holsters are designed to fit like very specific shapes. So like a gun, like you would never give a blaster to a kid, right? So is a droid acceptable right. to give to and a kid? Holsters tend like they tend to have two openings, so if you keep something in it and it's the wrong shape it just falls out so you're saying it would be really stupid to put a droid into a holster yeah unless the holster was like somehow capped at one end and you know or perhaps custom built to hold a droid because that's what holsters are for i, I guess yeah okay. yeah good no I, I like your thought process that's a good thought process all right uh the next one here is Darth Vader gets the high ground on Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'll say true, just because uh, for the sake of parody. So I think you're assuming, I mean, I think what you're saying with that is that it would be an absolute uh, abortion if Disney revisited the relationship of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader, had them fight again in an episode that was canon and, and redefined the entire relationship that they have in A New Hope by giving them give, by giving Darth Vader uh, power over Kenobi in, in that sense. Is, is that what you're saying? I mean, yeah, they like to do that, don't they? Like just completely rehash stuff and then sort of destroy what came before as they rehash it. Like giving the scientific explanation behind the force and tying it to <laughs> metachlorins or whatever that was. Yeah. And that wasn't even Disney we had to thank for that one. That was, I was going to say, that was pre-Disney even. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. We won't wow, talk about that. Okay, all right. So, so we've, got, <laughs> we've got fake, fake, real, I think, if, that's, if I'm not mistaken. How many more of these are there, Teeb? I hope 154. <laughs> I have a lot. Good. <laughs> All right, folks. The podcast will be 16 hours. Uh, it's going to be over installments. As soon as I come back from uh, from a vacation with Mrs. Duper, I'll, it'll take 16 weeks to edit it, and uh, you have this to look forward to in the next uh, decade. Absolutely. Okay, what's the next one, Teeb? We have a family reunion complete with blue milk at the Moss Eisley Cantina. They had blue milk. That's funny that you mentioned that. I found out that um, – what are those um... – crap the they're like this old uh mollusk that uh can't remember the name of the guy like a shrimp or a crab like a crab it's a shoehorn crab a shoehorn crab no it's a horseshoe crab horseshoe Horseshoe crab crab. thank you those things bleed blue they have like yes i saw them being like milked not actually being milked but being drained for blue blood so (laughs) Anyway, I want to hey, see who, who signs up for that job. Who's the first the blue, order? Who's the, the first order milker? milks those things uh, and uses their blood to clone uh, for sensitives like Grogu. They milk them like Grogu. They milk them like Disney milking their fans right now. Yeah, right. that's right. So what do you say? Um, yeah, I'll say that's fake? true. Sure. Family. Wait, wait. Family reunion at the Katina. Cantina. Isn't the Katina like a cantina. bar? Cantina. The Cantina. Yeah. All right. Sorry. It's like a space saloon. A space, space saloon. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll say true. All, All right. right. So we've got, okay. Um, I mean, I, the blue milk thing it makes sense, I guess, right? Luke loves blue milk. so He does. It's, he he does a, a body he's good. A very, he's a very racially diverse lactose uh, consumer. He will drink milk of any color as long as it's not white. 
That line is not going in the podcast. <laughs> no, you got to leave that in there. It's great. <laughs> well, it is now. Right. So. <laughs> oh, God. For, for our Patreons or what are our patrons and like behind the scenes. Anyway, all right. So Reva spares Luke Skywalker. At least let him know who Reva is since he hasn't seen any of the show. Reva is this creepy stalker uh, inquisitor. Inquisitors are this uh, group of force sensitives that go around um, hunting Jedi down okay. for fun. So she's like Darth Vader light, you know? She's like a minion of Darth Vader with a lightsaber. And she, you're saying she spares Luke. Yes. So she gets the upper hand. I'll say true. That seems reasonable. All right. Any quips, Mr. Duper? I don't have a quip on that one because it's uh, so ridiculous that I can't even think of anything better than that. Speaking of ridiculous, have I got something for you? <laughs> That'll be after the show. After the show. Okay. All right. So the next one here is Harold of Harold and Kumar fame. John Cho makes a cameo. In Obi-Wan Kenobi. Sure. Yeah, that's true, too. I wish I was playing, because I actually don't even know who that, that is. John Cho? Um, John Cho. He's Korean. He, I think he just played Cowboy Bebop in the failed Cowboy Bebop uh, series on Netflix. Oh, okay. You are correct. Wow, this is one I About don't know that. the answer to. <laughs> Stop the presses. Duper is stumped. That, that's why I said, uh, you know, that's why I said true, because I could see them trying to pull him in because of him being in that. Um, and then also, you know, points for racial diversity. There we go. There you go. So a Qui-Gon Jinn force ghost shows up at a pivotal moment in the show. Qui-Gon is Obi-Wan's master, right? Correct. Correct. From episode one, A Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace. You wouldn't have done like 17 trues in a row, but I'm going to say true. All right. I feel so, like I've, I've made a mistake earlier. You didn't realize Liam Neeson died 17 years ago, right? <laughs> they filmed, Only his career. They filmed that scene, you know, right after The Phantom Menace in anticipation of this show coming out. In Call me crazy, but if you go after your fans when you use nothing but blasters in all your movies and then you tell all of your all your fans that blasters aren't cool, then you lose a lot of your fans that are only watching your movies because you use blasters in them a lot and they like blasters themselves, but that's just me. Hmm. Interesting interesting theory there, Teeb. It's like you graduated high school or something. Uh, a little bit. Yep. Obi-Wan, Mr. Kenobi, or Ben. Obi-Wan uses a Jedi mind trick on a weak-minded fool. True. That, yes, I believe that happened. What do you think he did? This is not your holster. <laughs> so he stole the holster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leia, Leia was it's like really on a fixated on the holster. With, I like that. And she's like, I don't have a holster for my robot. And Kenobi's like, you will give the poor 10-year-old princess your holster. And the guy at the stormtrooper was like, I will give the 10-year-old girl my holster. And then he took it off and then his pants fell down. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> he actually, he actually should have said, "You don't need those gloves." Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uncivilized. Right. So Luke spies Ben peeping on him and tells his uncle that some old pervert is stalking him. Nah, it's false. Pretty All decisive right. there, Zekin. I just feel like a Disney show wouldn't inject the notion of like a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's wrong. 
<laughs> it's not like they would show kids being tortured and they would never talk about perverts and peeping toms on a Disney show. <laughs> Violence is okay, just as long as, even against children, just as long as nobody's getting off on it. That's, that's, that's the no, the no go zone. As long as it's unpleasant sexual exploitation, it's okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Boy, we're really punching punching up today, aren't we, man? All right, we got the last This is the last one. There was 10. Thank okay. God. Yeah, there's 10. Last I time I asked Teed to do anything, I'm like, could you uh, create a 30-second quiz that we could run through really fast for this uh, friend of mine who's staying at my house and I want to have on the podcast? Okay, let me write the Encyclopedia Britannica and read it word for word on the podcast. That's what you wanted, right? This is what I get for preparing. I never prepare. <laughs> This has been wonderful, T. This is great. All right, last one. This is the greatest thing you've ever done in your life. I had a little bit of help from my wife. I'm not going to lie. All right. Tell her so thank lo- you. I, I did already. I pre, I, you know, I presumed that you would thank her. All right. So a loath cat ends up biting the Grand Inquisitor. And again, Inquisitors are these groups of people that go around and, uh, right. you know, hunt Jedi. What was the first thing you said, though? A what? A loath cat. Ends up biting the Grand Inquisitor. Loath cats are just like a space cat. Yeah, it's sort of a domesticated tiger cat that's probably the size of a small dog or something. Okay, so one of these Inquisitors is like they're on a they're on a planet somewhere, and then there's like local like uh, fauna attacking it. Yeah, some feral loath cat comes up and bites him in the balls. All right, so he's fighting this cat and. That's it. That he just gets it. He got bit by the by a loath cat. A Grand Inquisitor is bit by it's in, the in the balls. balls in the butt in the butt. in the space balls aren't they, aren't these things aren't these inquisitors aren't they like uh are they is are they basically like full-blown sith they have They're... every power of the sith completely in every single way with the sense with the only distinction being that their nomenclature is that they're not sith so that's the only reason. So if you look into metaphysics, we can determine that in Star Wars, uh, class membership is determined by, uh, you know, nomenclature. And um, what's the technical term for that? Um, well, they have they have their their midichlorian count is a ninety eight. It needs to be at least a hundred, right? They're, they're it's, class it's nominalists. Like the that's the term I was looking for. Yeah. So Star Wars people are class nominalists in terms of your group membership. So they're only Sith because they're simply not Sith. That's it. Circular. He definition. always likes to bring up some of these big terms in, you know phrases to to show that he's ivy league or whatever big ivy he's big ivy over here i'm digable league man swamp league i'm swamp you know that (laughs) you've been here i wouldn't even let you in the backyard (laughs) true story (laughs) so lothcat ends up biting a grand inquisitor so this nearly this near sith gets bit in the ass by a feral cat correct and this is what happens on disney star wars shows okay um, I you know what I'm gonna say true to that one. It seems great. All right, I have completely destroyed you, and all of your your confidence will now forever be in the gutter because you failed. Oh <laughs> no! So uh, how many did you get right? Do you tell us the answers. Well, let's say one, two, three. Was I better than fifty percent? No. <laughs> you got four out of ten. Ah. You, so, you I mean, did worse than a Kowakian monkey lizard that is retarded with Down syndrome, drunk on Spotchka would have done. Congratulations. How's your self-esteem <laughs> doing today? Are you keeping that? <laughs> we will keep some of it. 
I'm too busy to edit. Those are the best shows. The ones where we cuss and you have to add all the hello there. Oh, those are so great. Yeah, it's so painfully <laughs> tedious. I know, to do but that it's too. so great. I know, but I like being PG-13. It gives us credibility. All right, so you did get the fact that Jar Jar Binks was not repairing any broken R2-D2. So you, that was I was told to give you a softball at the beginning. So that's yes. that's why you got that one. Leia does actually have a droid that she keeps in her old in an old holster. Believe it or not. Good spot on that, T, because, you know, I actually didn't realize that she put Lola in the holster. Um, I watched it the second time because okay. my wife hadn't seen it, and then I wa I noticed that today. So is it just at the end when she's getting yeah. all dressed up to, like, yep. impress her mom, and she's like, Mommy, yep. Mommy, I've got space gloves and a holster with a robot in it. Yeah, it was it was at the very end. I was like, oh, she's got – I think, yeah, it was – yeah, Lola was hanging out in the in the holster. Very cool. You did get correct that Darth Vader gets the high ground, and you're right. They love to do that kind of stuff, right, with the, the parody. P-A-R-I-T-Y, Yeah, right? not like what we're doing with a D. Yeah. Yeah, So parody. let's talk about yeah. that scene now, because okay. I feel like I have so much to say about it. Oh, God, um, yeah. How about you, Teeb? What Would you like to go first? I'll be polite. I mean, I don't want to take over, because boy, oh, boy, do I have got some complaints. Well, you know how I feel about the fact that they even fought at all. I, I felt that they could have had the Obi-Wan Kenobi show never have them actually ha clashing sabers. I keep saying that. I keep coming back to that. That really pissed me off the first time they did it, and then they did it twice within this six-show series. So, so it, first... it siphoned out any of the, the drama from A New Hope. In the first or second episode, literally Obi-Wan Kenobi is struggling to move a marble on a table that is not flat with the force. He can't do it. And in this episode, he has the weight of Mount Everest on him, buried to death, and he just sneezes, and all the rocks fly out like they did some underground nuclear test. I'm just saying that begs a little bit of credibility. I'm not asking for perfection. This is a fantasy show. But why do they have to go so overboard and so extreme? It is dumb. Pure dumb. And the other thing is, when Obi-Wan finally gets, like, super powered up, I mean, it's like he ate a can of spinach, Teeb. And he's, it's like in that old NBA <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> game <laughs> where you hit three shots and then he's on fire and you can start dunking it from 92 feet out or some crap. That's <laughs> God, what it that's felt like to me. Callback. Kenobi was never and never should have been this godlike Thor character. That's not what a Jedi is. A Jedi is a human or alien creature that has limitations. He is like literally throwing a hurricane of thousand pound boulders at Darth Vader. Okay? That is not something that we need to see in Star Wars. That is stupidity. What is their obsession in the new age of Star Wars with giving them these overpowered stone geological force powers? Like, I do not understand it. It really is weird to me. Um, I don't think that Star Wars benefits from the OP force powers. It's, it's really inappropriate. Um, and one more thing I will say. We do not need to know from this little spat that Vader and Kenobi have on this unknown fennel planet. We don't need to know why in Return of the Jedi, when Luke takes off his father's helmet, why Darth Vader has a little laceration on the top left portion of his skull, okay? He fought a lot of battles. He was a warrior. Yeah, of course he's got some battle scars. It is not because six and a half years prior, Obi-Wan Kenobi smashed him in the head with a lightsaber. Like, how many ways are people going to get hit with lightsabers in this show and not be hurt? 
Yeah, I was going to say, too, do you think that maybe he didn't even take into consideration that one of those rocks could have been a Jedi? Oh, it could have been. You're right. could have been Geode. He could have just murdered Geode. I mean, does he even think about, you know, non-sentient beings? What a prick. Also, how could one of the rocks have been a Jedi? <laughs> oh, you young fool. Oh you don't know the, so the, 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 the tale of, of Geode, the Jedi? Such a delicate young lad. Hasn't, been, hasn't had his life ruined yet by the new Disney Star Wars. Well, just let you know, there is a Jedi character in the books uh, that have recently come out who's a rock. He's a rock. He's literally a rock and a Jedi. It's like he's just a rock. It doesn't have arms. It doesn't have legs. It doesn't have a mouth. It's a rock. Okay. And it's a Jedi. You asked. You posed a question earlier about why, like, why would they make it a decision to make these guys go so big with their powers now when previously they hadn't? I just wonder if they're trying to compete with the popularity of Marvel, with the Marvel universe. That could be, I suppose. I mean, yeah, like it is very Thor-like. It is very Miss Marvel. Uh, what's her name? Captain Marvel-less. Uh, Marvelix. Marvelix. Well, you have Car- Captain Marvel, and now you have Ms. Marvel, and then you have Mrs. Pac-Man, and Ms. Pac-Man, and Mr. Ms. J. Pac-Man. You know, you have all the different all the different things. Yeah, they, no, that's a good point. I mean, powers. everything has to be better, right? Bigger, better, faster, more. Even though everything that takes place in New Hope is 1977. Mm. And the, the most exciting thing that we could think of was putting mirrors on tires, you know, to, sh- to show a land speeder. That was, you know, that was pretty amazing as a kid watching that. What so. do you think about this whole thing? I mean, giving Vader the the um the lo- the wound, the scalp wound, you know, from shaving. Well, uh, you're a big Ahsoka fan. This is the second time we've seen that. Only it was on the other side of his helmet. Like, how many times is he going to have his helmet smashed by a, a lightsaber? This is the second time because Ahsoka does it in in um Rebels. Right. She the end of Rebels. Open his face. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh maybe it's just that the wound was starting to seep. And uh, it, it had an abscess, and Obi Wan sensed that through the Force, and he was kind of trying to release the pus that had built up in the back of the tanker. I will, I will say this, no, in all honesty, though, since they had the duel of the fates, right? Uh, they did it much better. Except again, why doesn't he kill Darth Vader? Why does he leave him there? Why doesn't he have any follow? Nobody has any follow through, and we know why because everybody has plot armor, right? Everybody has to be around for a New Hope, so there's yep. no mystery like you've been saying the entire time why does this show exist and now there might be a season two that's why they're just phoning it in because we know exactly what can't happen and that that creates no drama like when you know the character arc is just they're going to end up exactly where they were not liking each other right like nothing's yeah. gonna happen they 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 half-ass phone in this other plot line with reva uh mcintyre to have some kind of drama right but then that totally messes up with canon too, because Luke Skywalker sees her chasing him with a lightsaber. With a lightsaber, and yeah. it's like, when, like, what the heck? Can you imagine that scene in A New Hope now? Your father's lightsaber, a lightsaber? Yes, a weapon of the Jedi. Oh, come on, stop mansplaining to me, you old geezer. I almost got killed by one of those things when I was ten years old. Boomer, exactly. boomer, <laughs> boomer. Oh, God. Let's finish the quiz, and then we can come back to all this craziness. All right. You, you would have invoked a, a PTSD like episode. Yeah, for sure. The, the, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's it's the problem the with prequels, here. period. Like, you know, where, you know where things have to head, so it's hard to maintain suspense. 
And if you if you decide you can't maintain suspense, just give up on it and go big with your special effects. Exactly, which is exactly what they did. But then they did it twice. And if, when you see it, you'll see what we're talking about. It's just painful. I mean, Star Wars is like Noah's Ark. Everything comes in twos. It's like poopery. It rhymes. <laughs> All right, so you blew it big time on the family reunion, complete with blue milk at Moss Eisley. There was no I family reunion. We were reunion. still doing this. There <laughs> was no blue milk. Yeah, we gotta do this. this we already had four shots of spotchka, and we're only four percent through with the podcast. <laughs> I was gonna say, we gotta keep going, man. Yeah, put the light back on. I can't see anybody. It's like creepy over there. Yeah, it's terrible. Thank God we don't do this in a video podcast. We did one, and the uh, the entire internet broke. Yeah, we did. Or you did. Yeah, so no family reunion, no blue milk, and no Moss Eisley. They didn't show any of those things. So no, no, no. That should be like three no's, actually. Was there ever any blue milk in Star Wars? Yes, there was. In A New Hope, Luke drinks blue milk uh, at the breakfast table with his mother. In the futuristic Tupperware? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, the futuristic (laughs) 1977. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, so Reva spares Luke Skywalker. You got that one right. Even All though right. you didn't know who the hell Reva was, you, you figured Reva that one McIntyre out. Reva McIntyre is called her. Correct. Yes. So Reva this is McIntyre. a bit of an inside joke. This last one, or next one. Wait, last. hold on, T. Before you huh. move on, we got to talk about that scene. Reva? Okay. Oh. Why? Why <laughs> is Reva trying to collect and control and kill Luke Skywalker? She almost got killed as a youngling, which is her whole motivation for revenge and trying to kill Vader. Why is she trying to kill Luke? Sin, it makes it, no sense whatsoever. Sins, sins of the father. That's all. Dude, it's it just is, she wanted she wanted to kill the kid because it was Vader's kid. It's tacked on, man. It's so stupid. I'm just giving you, you know, Disney's advocate. I don't really care one way or another. I mean, this dude, whole series didn't even have to exist. So freaking garbage. Like that was that was like, how many people need to get jammed with a lightsaber up their belly and then do something important for the plot? It's like the best way to find out that your character is going to do something is almost get killed with a lightsaber. Yeah, well, I mean, it's basically a flesh wound at this point. It's like a paper cut, right? It's it's a digital, uh, uh, cauterized. It, it, because it's cauterized, I think that's what that's how you were able to survive, right? If it doesn't hit any vital organs. Um, or my theory is that Reva is actually a god. Oh, it could be. It could be. Yeah, she's been stabbed twice, run through twice by Darth Vader twice, and um, lived. Amazing. I mean, Han Solo, he got run through by Kylo Ren. He died. Well, yeah, but Kylo Ren got him in the heart, right? Because he's oh, just a few inches higher. Just a little evil higher. Bastard. Just a little higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This next one is a bit of an inside joke because uh, Harold. Neither Harold nor Kumar were in this series, but a lot of people <laughs> thought that Kumal Nanjiani from Eternals was Kumar from Harold and Kumar. So oh, that's I, kind of an inside I got, joke. I got my there was nobody from Harold up. and Kumar in it. Thank God for that. This next one was kind of a mean one, and I, you know, I have to give you, I have to give you a couple mean ones here. But this next one was a Qui Gon Jinn Force Ghost shows up at a pivotal moment. He does show up at the very end and is basically like, oh, I was here the whole time. You just didn't see me. (laughs) Has there ever been a more wretched, inconsequential reveal of a character in the history of television? (laughs) Not not even just Star Wars, just in anything. It's so stupid. I thought it was pretty rotten at the end of Rise of Skywalker when Luke and Leia show up as Force Ghosts to, like, you know, weep dramatically at Rey. But this was even worse because of the dialogue. Yeah, exactly, the dialogue. Yeah. 
Uh, but like I was saying, he he does show up, but it's a complete throwaway cameo. It's garbage. And I feel bad for all the fans that were super excited about it for waiting and waiting and waiting. He he should have shown up when he was being crushed by the rocks. That would have made some sense, but no. Right, to give him like some extra power to do something that's completely absurd and ridiculous. Right. Obi-Wan using a Jedi mind trick on a weak-minded fool, he didn't do it in the entire series. I didn't see him use it uh. once in the series. Nope. Yeah, he did the thing where he like made a noise and made the stormtroopers look away, but... Uh, to me, that was him using the force to knock something over down the hallway. I don't think he was, you know, tricking his mind or anything like that. Uh, the next two here, Luke spies Ben PPU Newton. That was complete garbage. I mean, like you said, nobody's gonna put that in there. That's that. That'd be comedy. Would be funny. Yeah, you know, but Luke, not in a real although show. Although he is force sensitive, uh, he has the awareness of a um, hermit crab when it comes to realizing danger. So, yes. Uh, and uh, the loath cat ends up biting the Grand Inquisitor. No. That was completely because our cat came and looked at us, and we, we that was inspired by a thing that actually happened in our real life. And my loath cat is outside the door right now, meowing because I think he knows that we're talking about him. Trying to bite yeah, your face off. That was, uh, but a loath cat is a real thing, and Grand Inquisitors are real things. So. Well, uh, Zekin, we, we thank you for breaking into the studio here and being a part of this little game. Um, your presence does not go uh, unnoticed, and you have won the prize for best contestant on this episode. Tell him what his prize is, Teeb. Uh, he gets a live long and prosper pair of sweat socks <laughs> that have only been worn three times. Very good. Congratulations, Zekin. What are you going to do next? I'm going to go take a big dump. All right. Sounds great. Just like this show. We can't wait. <laughs> And please Thanks describe for joining to us, us in infinite detail and describe how the dump came about in your bowels and all the gory details about everything leading up to it so that we can have even any sense of uh, interesting part of that experience destroyed in front of us. You will be getting an email with no fewer than 500 words describing my I can't bowel wait. movement. All well, right. I hear well, blue milk you, is good for digesting well, thank you. that as well. So Say goodbye, Teeb. Goodbye, Teeb. Now, thanks for joining us, Zekin. It was a lot of fun. Great. All right. Well, Teeb, you know, we kind of covered a, a lot uh, about this mm -hmm. final episode, but is there any burning questions that you have for me or any burning commentary that you would like to expunge from your soul as a result of watching this television program? Yeah, I've been biting my tongue waiting for this one. I can't wait. You did say you had something special for me. Well, yeah, that that was I, I had to change it because I realized the next one would have been giving away the fact that it was garbage. So I had to pretend like I had something special. I didn't actually have anything special, but if I said I had something special, then you would have known that I he would have known that I made it up. So it would have been a tell. Understood. Yeah. You're quite sly. Yeah, sometimes. When I've been drinking blue milk. Um yeah, so the thing that I've been thinking is like when they shot Deadpool, one of the things that they were able to do is use ADR to their advantage however they needed to. Because Ryan Reynolds is standing there wearing a mask, and you can't see his face, you can't see his mouth at all. So anytime they had any issues with editing, they could just go back and ADR, uh, audio digital record, or additional, I don't remember what it stands for, but it basically is when the actor goes into Automatic dialogue studio. replacement? Something like that. that no, no, right. that's what it is. That sounds right. I went to film school. Um, I went to film school. Oh, you went to film school? I went to film school. Did you have like a little trophy? Like I went to film school trophy. I never went to film school. That's why I'm a great film critic because I don't need to know and want to know all the other garbage. But anyway, <laughs> um, so my Automated point. Automated dialogue replacement. My point, nerd, is that they can basically do the same thing with A New Hope. They can now go in 
and digitally ADR James Earl Jones saying completely different line <clears throat> to your point. Now I am the master. Remember when you left me on that planet and you like buried me and you cut open my face and everything? That wasn't cool, bro. And so now I am the master. They can redub them. They can have them say literally anything they want. And the little fanboys and, you know, the little fangirls, the new ones, the little Gen Zs, the little Gen Zs, more like Gen Z. They're going to eat it right up with a little spoon. Yum, 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 yum. Because this is their Star Wars. Don't touch their Star Wars. Why stop there, Teeb? Uh, I mean, they through lip movement, they can also CGI lips. And so in that scene in, in Ben's hovel, they can totally change around Luke's line of dialogue and then be like, oh, yeah. Be one week away back, my buddy. You uh, saved my sister from all that stuff about seven years ago when that evil witch came, and I saw that lightsaber. Man, I've been dying to get my hands on one of these for the last six years. Thanks, bro. I got your back anytime you need it. Also, let's talk about how Obi Wan uses the fact that you know Luke has the hots for his sister as motivation to send him on you know some damn full mission. Right. It's like, who is she? She's beautiful. And Obi Wan. Oh, that's like, your sister. That's your sister. It's weird that you have sexual feelings for. <laughs> like we've talked about that before, but now, now that he's like hung out with Leia for like an extended period of time, yeah. it makes it even more creepy, bro. Keep it's like your, so much more cringe now. Keep your hands off her, Luke. You're closer than you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like little heads up would have been nice. I mean, granted, he's not al- around for a long time, but then when he's a Force ghost, he had ample time to tell him. That's your sister. Obi-Wan buggered it up, man. And I mean, yeah, they were supposed to, that's why your sister's identity was kept from you. But like you said, he could have been like, no, that's your second cousin or or something. You know, just stay away from her. No. (laughs) But he didn't because he knew he could manipulate him using his, uh, you know, his libido. To hmm. get him into, uh, you know, helping the the world. Hey, Teeb, there is one prediction I had from last episode that did came true. Did come true. I did predict that Obi Wan would go back to Alderaan and have dinner with Bail Organa and his wife and uh, and little Leia as well. And he does. He shows up right around dinner time, I think. And they're like, "Oh, Obi Wan, it's so good to see you." You know. And Obi Wan's like, "Ah, yes, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm avoiding my mission guidelines yet again in the in the spirit of bringing back this fifty cent robot toy." To your daughter. He loves bringing toys. Obi Wan is basically yes. Santa Claus in the show. He's Santa He's Claus. Like, You're right. Here's, here's, Star Wars here's, toy. Santa Claus. here's another Star Wars toy. Like what else does he, has he a do? Sack. He literally has a sack of toys. You're right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Obi Wan is Santa Claus. It's canon. It's oh my gosh. I mean, the merchandising is just so insipid, right? Well, everybody, every woman I know right now, every woman I know right now wants a Lola drone. Like, There's going to be Lola lipstick, Lola tampons, Lola shampoo, <sighs> oh my God. Uh, Lola, Lola hair tampon. ties, everything Lola, all the time Lola. Lola. Got no, that's Layla. Layla. Lola. Lola. <laughs> 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 like Tickle Me Elmo. It's going to be the Tickle Me Elmo of, of this Christmas. Nothing I totally particularly offensive it. about the droid. Like, I mean, she's okay. Her design is pretty crap, but... It's... No, I love her. She's great. She's like a ladybug. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of cool, you know. Um... She's the only batteries not included droid that I don't hate. In fact, 
let's talk about this. Isn't batteries not included? George Lucas or Spiel? Isn't Spielberg? So could these um, could, could these aliens the actually be droids from Star Wars? Oh my gosh, mind blown! A galaxy far, <laughs> far away, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, and now in the eighties, it all connects. Jessica Tandy finds a few of them in her apartment or whatever. Decades, hundreds of years later. Batteries not included was directed by Matthew Robbins. It had to be produced by one of them. I'm hmm. telling you. It's yes. got, maybe it was Amblin Entertainment or something. He collaborated with numerous filmmakers within the film movement, including George Lucas, Steven Spielberg on films bing, like bing, 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 Sugarland bing. Express, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and Jaws. Bing, bing, bing. I told yep. you, man. So, it's yeah, canon. Not that hard away. Lola, hard... Lola is a batteries not included. Like, it's now not even a question that oh, now and, ties into our world and guess what he directed corvette summer i knew i recognized his name that was a mark hamill movie right that's the one i told you about we need to yes. do, we need no dude next episode we need to do a live watch of corvette summer i love it i think it would be great yeah so he is loosely affiliated with it and he also uh had an uncredited writing for thx 1138 uh -huh. so he is more star wars than anybody except for George Lucas basically and you because you've written all the scripts as well, we know precisely. well okay but yeah my point is though that with the the ADR thing they could totally go in and and change whatever they want and like you said and and I I think honestly again I'd say it a hundred thousand times but I just was not a fan of the of them fighting because of what it's going to do to the gravitas and the drama and the emotion and the energy of a new hope however they did do it right this time, except cool for the fight. fact, except for the fact that Obi Wan didn't kill him. But again, he had plot armor. So let's let's say, I mean, pound for pound, this is one of the best duels we've ever had in Star Wars. It was really awesome. Uh, yeah. If it had been the end fight in Revenge of the Sith, I would have loved that movie. You know, um, but as it stands, it was just tacked on to a crappy show, so I don't really care about it. But I do agree with you. It was done very cool. And I got, and the other part that I want to bring up for sure is I got super emotional when Obi-Wan was talking to Leia about her parents. I was like getting really choked up, not going to lie. I don't know why that is. I've always had this thing for Princess Leia ever since I was a little kid. I've always felt this weird connection with her character. And then when Carrie Fisher died, I think the fact that Carrie Fisher is dead in real life and the fact that Padme is dead in you know in, fake in life. leia's life yeah in leia's life it's just it's always emotional to me whenever padme is brought is brought up i don't know why it just always is and and that what he said to her was perfect because I mean, he validated her father too he didn't just take the easy shot and say your mother was great and i'm not going to talk about your father because he's kind of a jerk right he, he validated that there's your father was a monster yeah he, he validated that there were some qualities of anakin that were still it, it was just that alec um, anakin was an extremist right he was extremely passionate he was extremely forthright and you know direct and that was his his downfall but it's kind of like how we're products of our own parents right it's like my mom is super sensitive and my dad was super you know not i guess yeah so. i mean in my case my uh my mother was extremely intelligent and my dad had a massive cock so there you go there you go <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> so that those are the two things I definitely wanted to say that I, I thought were great about this show. 
um a lot of the other stuff i could have you know you roll your eyes and you wave your hands as the the australians uh, that i listen to podcast the they they like to say wave your hands wave your hands like that like whatever i'm not gonna worry about the fact that the empire can't hit anything and doesn't send mm-hmm. out you know assault ships and different things like that just any kind of follow through but again they can't follow through because we know that they can't follow through because of the way that everything plays out so they have to be careful and again like other people have been saying when disney bought star wars they could have left all the expanded universe stuff alone and they could have had a completely different saga with completely different characters and they would not have any problems with all of the fanboys who are very upset about what they're doing to their canon it just must be so hard to write in. Uh, I think that's really what we're noticing is that the people who work for Disney and Lucasfilm, they don't know anything about how to be creative and storytell because there's, there really is so much in this that's so derivative and just spread like butter or too much toast to quote um, Bilbo Baggins as is. is. It, it just makes me sad that, that you and I are like this lone voice of amazing creative spark. We're, we're the spark that will ignite the uh, fire that will set the whole galaxy free, I guess. Uh, it's a burden we have to bear, I suppose, being so original and creative. I mean, there's not, there's, there's nobody else like us. That's for sure. Nobody. There might be a billion podcasts out there, but there is only one faking Star Wars radio. Yes. All right, Teeb. Well, that's about all we have time for with Kenoboys. Who knows if we'll be back next year with more. Um, I certainly will stick with the show uh, because I love, uh, you know, thrusting red-hot lightsabers into my belly because apparently it doesn't kill you. Uh, mix just mix just must make you stronger. So um, tell everybody, Teeb, where they can find us. You can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook at Real Faking Star Wars. Submit a question for us on Twitter by using the hashtag FSW Radio and we'll read it on another episode. You can also get FSW t shirts and other fantastic gear at bit.ly slash FSW merch. That's bit.ly slash FSW merch. And go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Storm Duper and follow our other co host, Vegan the Hut, at Vegan the Hut. And you can follow me on Twitter at Teeb Rontor. That's T-E-E-B-R-O-N-T-R. And you can follow FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well. Also, uh, is our buddy uh, no. uh, Zekin on uh, the Twitter over there? No. He want he would like to remain anonymous. He just doesn't shy. use the Twitter like he doesn't watch shows. He doesn't like the tweets. He doesn't like to uh, injure himself visually or social media-wise, I guess. Uh, he must be, like, really, like, Im- important somewhere. He, like, cares about himself, I suppose, and doesn't like to waste his time. So it's amazing. Ah, he has a life. Interesting. Yes. And you know what, T, the last time I looked at him, I noticed he didn't even have any pizza in his neck beard. I know. Not even, like, pineapple chunks? Nope. Not a crumb. Wow. If you you like like what you hear, though, for us pizza-eating neckbeards and want to support us, please go to our Patreon at at patreon.com slash fakingstarwars and sign up to become one of us. You not only support us fakers financially to make this content that you love, but you will get a reward for only a buck a month. You can also join our Jedi Knights, Taxus Carlson, and Keith Harmon if you do so. 
If you haven't written us a review, please consider giving us a five-star review. We will accept any other star reviews as well on iTunes, Podchaser, or your podcast platform of choice. It helps us appear when people search for Star Wars. And we love reading funny reviews. So go ahead and write one and we'll read it on the next episode. One more thing before we go. We recently merged Discords with the one and only Cam Ray of Cam Ray Semi-Production. You can head to bit.ly forward slash Cam Ray Discord to join in on discussions about all things Star Wars, cat memes, all sorts of good stuff. Also, make sure you check out his YouTube channel. He has some really great stuff on his YouTube. And TikTok. It's hilarious. Oh, TikTok. I got to follow him over there. You can follow me again on TikTok as well. I just kind of started playing around with that. Also, T. Brontor, same spelling. All right. Well, as always, please stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for quality Star Wars comedy parody and satire. Thanks to you and all our followers for listening. And, of course, Teeb and Zekin, thank you for being on. May the foe be with you. See you next time. Evil will always triumph because good is dumb. (laughs) Yeah, and don't be like a forced, forced ghost. Just make sure you uh, have something pivotal to, you know, contribute to society and to the world, please. We don't need any trite, ridiculous cameos here. No garbage. No garbage. No garbage. Thanks for listening. Please write a review for this show on iTunes or Podchaser, and be sure to visit fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more shows on our network.